what is it really like having a daily recorded school-wide video news? I know I am able to talk about my school success since this is the most favorite type of club that I've ever hosted in my school, but let's hear it from some other teachers. Today's episode is so much fun because I actually have two guests who are some of my teacher friends and friends in real life who implemented their school-wide video news with the system and resources that I shared with them. These ladies use these resources in their school-wide news and had great success that they are so excited to continue this tradition in their school building and bring their school community together. Both ladies actually teach at the same Title I school, and they have a lot of ideas of how to make their school-wide news even better and get kids involved in various ways. Today, I'm speaking with Becca McMillan, who was on the podcast before in episode 40, and Carly Dolliger. Becca McMillan is their K-5 STEM teacher and coach at their school, and after teaching in the classroom for nine years in all different grade levels, she took on this role as a new passion and challenge. Carly is currently their K-5 performing arts teacher, which is such a cool position. You don't hear about that very often in the elementary space performing arts teacher, and she is in her fifth year teaching and incorporates theater, dance, and music with the Colorado Standards in her curriculum. I am so excited for you to hear this interview and how their school-wide news made a positive impact on their school community. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being here on this episode. I'm really excited about this one because this is the first guest interview where I've had two people as guests. (laughs) And so we were talking, I was actually in Becca's classroom um, for back to school and helping with her makerspace stuff. But then we were talking all at the Enedco conference about doing a potential podcast episode. So we planned it out. And here we are to talk about school-wide news. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Double trouble. Yeah, double trouble. <laughs> and is this Carly your first podcast episode? It is. Oh, little sure. newbie. You'll be great. And this is Becca second on this show. She was in episode 40. <laughs> She's a pro second at this, on this point. Show? Yeah, and second overall as well. Yeah. <laughs> second and second. Perfect. Well, speaking of just creating things, we're talking about setting up your school-wide news. And I know that you two do this together. So you work at the same school and you've had a lot of success. So I would love, I'm so excited to talk about this because I'm sure people are like, yeah, 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 Naomi, I'm sure it went great at your school, but it actually can work at other schools. So we're going to be talking about that today. So Becca, how did you get started at setting up your school-wide news at your school? And what is the format of it? How does that all go down at your school? 
Yeah, so we, I kind of like noticed the need for it. And I knew that you, Naomi, had started it at your school successfully. And so we chatted about it during one of our um, PLCs that we had together. And you shared all your stuff with me. And I just felt like our announcements in the morning, principal, she means well. Uh, but it's a crazy time of the day. Everybody's coming in at different times. Every classroom's different. And whenever the principal gets on the intercom, you can't necessarily hear if kids are needing to talk. Maybe kids are more of a visual processor. Um, so I didn't feel like the in- morning announcements were super productive. Not everyone it took was a hearing long time them. Yep, yeah, they would drag on sometimes. Um, And so the news was, I felt like was the answer. And yeah. And then along came Carly. (laughs) And along came Carly. Did Carly start it? And Carly showed up. Did you start it before? Like, was it already going and then Carly showed up or how did that? Oh no. Okay. No, I had been wanting to start it. Um, I just didn't get it off the ground. Um, but she then needed the perfect Carly, partner. <laughs> when Carly came along, it felt like it would be more manageable. So, Carly, how did you hear about it? Like, how did you get roped in? You're like, show up. You're like, all right, I'm here. What happened? <laughs> well, I I hadn't even had the job yet, actually. Um, and I was talking to the principal, who love her, Um created this like performing arts position that I now have. I taught high school theater for a few years before this. Um, and she had just casually mentioned before the interview, oh, everybody's really excited. Um, and Becca, our STEM teacher, really wants to do the news. So I had already known that I was going to do this part of this job um, before it existed. But it was really exciting to... Uh, kind of already feel a little welcome, at least by Becca, like have that enthusiasm and like, oh, okay, I have a little place that I can go to. And I have like something that I can work on with these kids that I know that they'll be able to be excited about. Um, So I got roped in really early. I think I knew I was doing the news before I knew that I had the job. So... (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys did it together because I kind of had the same situation when I started the school news at my school. I kind of talked to a teacher about it the year before, and we were like just talking back and forth. I'm like, hey, we should do the news at our school. She's like, okay, whatever. And then I figured it out in my head, and I texted my principal, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the news. This is how we want to do it. We're just going to try it. She said, okay. So it was me and another teacher. We did it the first year together. And then the following year, I roped in a few more teachers, kind of the same thing. Like, you need to be on my news crew next year. But it does help having more than one person, just like management, but also bouncing ideas off of each other. It makes a huge difference. So, Well, and it's nice because Becca can really then focus and hone in on the STEM aspect of it. And then I can take those maybe different kids, maybe same kids on a different time and a different day, and then really focus on that performance aspect, the being on camera, the um, like being our news hosts and the anchors of the day. Um, And then they can really get excited about that and then move to a new space, a new person, 
and then get excited about the editing and the um, like the tech side of it as well. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, even if you're not going live. So how? So you don't go live either, right? With your news? No, okay. we record a week ahead, at least. That's good. So do you record on one day, or do you just try to fit it in in your schedule when it works? So it really depends on the year. What we try to do once, because obviously it's the beginning of the year now, um, and recording in advance isn't possible with kids right now. So. Usually I have the club after school on Mondays and we'll record the entirety for the next week. And I have like, um, I'll take the year um, materials were super awesome for how to format it. And then I'll put it in a slideshow. So it's like a teleprompter and we'll just record the week straight on one day. Perfect. But Becca now, um, because it's the beginning of the year, kids aren't super in routine and we don't have clubs yet. She's been really awesome at snagging those teachers um, who are in the right place at the right time to be on our news. And she just does it. She's running around fitting it into her schedule right now. Yeah. Last year I had a group of kids that loved giving up their lunch and recess to come edit the news. Um that was their thing. So I'm not sure that we'll have that this year. So I might do it after school, um, maybe with Carly, maybe another day. We haven't figured that out yet. Um, but that's what we did last year. And then I would just make sure it was good after school and then post it on our Google site. I like that how you tried both just with being flexible. Cause I know, some teachers really don't want to stay after school or they would rather do it in the middle of the day as a club, which is definitely an option. I think that's totally fine. And then we did it where my first year we recorded on Tuesdays and then I was the editing team. <laughs> so I edited all of them. And then I roped in two kids later on in the second half of the year, but then more kids wanted to edit. So the following year we recorded on Mondays after school and then the editing team did it on Tuesdays after school. So like the way, and same thing with the beginning of the year, like getting teachers and like kind of finding your flow of how far ahead you have to get so that it works out. Like you have to really map it out where, okay, we have to record on this day. We have to be ahead this many days for it to work out. So I think you'll get there. <laughs> well, the problem that we faced last year is we would be like, because Becca is very organized. I'm somewhat organized, but we would be ready weeks in advance. We'd be like, okay, but we would be the announcements from like administration. And so there were times last year where Becca would have to input it a little last second because of, I feel like um, her and I collaborating has pushed for better communication school-wide. Just because we're like, if you want it, you got to give it to us. Yeah. Um, but some teachers have really honed in on it. And some teachers are really excited to share, especially this year, what they're doing in the classroom and then have it all over. Oh, I love that. So, okay. So you're kind of what, year two on this? Yeah. Year two? Okay. So year two. So teachers are more excited. The communication's gotten better getting the content. What was it like when you first got started? Was it the same response? How did teachers feel about it? Was it different between teachers, students, and admin? Like, what was that like when you first started? 
I felt like our principal was she liked doing the morning announcements. <laughs> so very I think it was in the school. Yeah. I think it was hard for her to give it up, but once it happened, she I think she liked that extra time in the morning to not have to be ready to do the announcements um right at whatever time. And and teachers loved it because they could just play it whenever they were ready in the morning. And kids loved it because they got to see other people from the school doing it. And then some of it was their classmates and then they were excited to try it too. So I feel like very positive response all around. Did you have any teachers who were like, oh, I miss the old announcements? Did you have any of that pushback? No. That's good. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good kids got excited yeah. too and like we put actual jokes in there that like we, we try to be silly with our scripts and we can add a little extra flair when you have the time to create a script rather than just giving information over an intercom yeah I agree and it's so I did you see this too that it was more student-centered that because you have student presenters. So once you get going, you have teachers, obviously. But when you have kid presenters, did you feel like the announcements just were more relatable for the kids to watch instead of just hearing something over the intercom and they don't know who this, they may or may not know who the person is that's drowning on and on. But did you see a change in like how kids absorb the information too? Definitely. I mean, I've Kids would be like, I saw you on the news or in the beginning. And I think we need to bring this back. We haven't been doing it this week, which is fine. But um, we were doing book recommendations. Like teachers would come on and do book recommendations. And then kids would go to that teacher in another grade level and ask them to borrow that book. I thought that was really cute. Um, But yeah, I think they definitely are more engaged in the information than they were just listening on the intercom. <laughs> a lot of the times now they're actually excited for the news because mm-hmm. they get to watch. Um, and Becca's really creative and is awesome with coming up with like daily themes that we've started. Oh, so first those? Recommendations, and then we've added on as the year goes. And so I think this year we're continuing to add on to those. Um what do we we've we've gone through a few right now our favorites are would you rather Wednesdays what's that um, <laughs> so we ask them either students make it up or we'll get a segment from some teachers last year um where they would have to come up with a would you rather question so with just two options <laughs> it would just be a question of the day or would you rather Wednesday and it would usually just be something silly and We'd give a few seconds for them to think about it. And it's just like warming up your brain in the mornings and just with something fun and silly to ponder. And it gets kids to talk about their opinions, which they have to write about anyway. So getting them to talk about that leads into the writing process too when they start to do persuasive and opinion writing. Yeah. So that's been really cute. And there's like full debates on it too. Really? (laughs) Yeah. These kids will will seriously, especially behind camera, when they're figuring it out and one of them, like before we start recording or while recording, they'll be like, this is it. And they really mean it. Um, 
it's it's really cool to see for sure. And they never matter, but you know, it, they do. So cute. Okay. So before you tell me the other segments you do, you're not just doing, would you rather like, what is the news actually like when they watch it? Like, what do you actually, what do you do every day? That's the same. So we have whoever's reporting introduce themselves. They say the date that we do birthdays. Uh, we do, it's national, today was national eat a peach day. Um, whatever, whatever. What national holiday is it? Um, and Naomi, you had those great videos too with the more common holidays, which I think has been great to embed those. So kids are learning about what other kids celebrate. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a joke of the day. What am I missing, Carly? And lunch. What's for lunch? lunch? What's for lunch? Um, and like clubs after school, if there are clubs. Yeah. It's just clubs. reminders. We were doing a sight word of the day, but kindergarten is not doing that this year. So it's we okay. Not doing <laughs> so there's a lot that we have to put in that core little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we do commercials too, like if there's special announcements of upcoming events, we'll do that. That's perfect. So then you have that, and then you're doing themes. So you had the Would You Rather Day, and then what were your other days? <laughs> we have Thankful Thursday. Oh, we've got a yep. lot. <laughs> Mindful Monday, we were doing um, with our school psychologist. She would, for a while, it was with a specific group of kids that she would meet at a certain time, and I would record her using a mindful strategy with those students. Um, she went on maternity leave, so we're going to get that back up and go. <laughs> um, but yep. Then would you, we're trying to figure out Tuesday. Tuesday has been tricky. Would you rather Wednesday, thankful Thursday. And then I think we're going to try what fun fact Friday. Yeah. This is the first, uh, last year we didn't have Fridays because Fridays were still, um, the day that the principal got to announce. Oh, okay. Um, so she could still hold on to something. So this year we're excited for Fridays. I feel like fun fact Friday's the way to yeah. go. What about Tuesdays you do talk about it Tuesday and then there's like reminders about how to behave in the cafeteria, how to line up at recess. It could be uh go check out the lost and found. We did that one a lot. That one was a really popular segment. <laughs> Our uh, last lost and found segment was a fashion show. No, we, it was so great. Where they, it, it was a good one. Uh, the kids really got into that one. <laughs> and they would be like, that's my jacket. <laughs> yeah, go get it. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> Were the teachers wearing it? Because sometimes you can find some good stuff as a teacher, too. You're like, hey, this fits me. I might keep my eye I on will this say. One. I did carry a lunchbox and have a little hat on at one point in the fashion show. So, <laughs> Okay. So what else did you do? You did. Okay. So you had all those themes and then you have your normal structure, which I did the same one. And it works really well because you know, the kids like that consistency and knowing what to count on, knowing what the news is, all the events, but then the fun things just adds that flair and like building community, which they're really fun. And the kids will think of stuff too. So you did that. Okay. I loved this one so much. And I need to get a video clip from you, Becca, because it's so funny what you did for reading madness. What was that one? Yes. 
So we had a whole month um, last March where we had a school-wide competition all based around literacy. And um, one of the ways the classes could earn points was by guessing the mystery reader that was on the news. So if you've seen um, Mystery Singer... (laughs) (laughs) where they wear the ridiculous costumes and they sing and then people have to guess who the celebrity is. Mass singer, mass singer. Yes. I guess we did call it mass reader. I don't, it's the last part. I think it was like mass mystery reader or something like that. Probably, probably, probably. So we got our, our, um, what do you call the animal that represents your school? Our mascot. (laughs) It's too late for my brain work. Um, Just support. (laughs) Our mascot (laughs) is Mighty the Mustang, and we have a costume that teachers take turns wearing to be Mighty the Mustang. And so I uh, recorded a bunch of teachers just wearing the the, um, head mask, the head of Mighty. And they each read a Shel Silverstein poem wearing it. And so then the classes had to guess guess who the masked reader was for that day on the news. <laughs> if they got it correct, they would earn quite a few points for our school-wide competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this we reminded have- me. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we have found that our teachers are quite competitive. So it was very engaging for the whole school. Yes. <laughs> Well, it reminded me, I, I think I sent you the episode of Abbott Elementary where they have a literacy like competition, a reading competition. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is so perfect for this. I was dying. And the way you edited the video clips were so funny, too. <laughs> I loved that segment so much. <laughs> it was pretty good. One that I did last year. And it was honestly because I had to do crosswalk duty so many times and I was bored out of my mind because it wasn't very busy where I had to stand. So I did crosswalk questions with Miss Meredith and I had the art teacher actually film me crossing the street, holding up the sign. And so I had a question of the day, like some random thing, like um, if you were to do one of these things, ride a hot air balloon or go deep diving in the ocean, what would you pick? And I would record the kids answers and put all the clips together as like a little segment. I would just pop in. So the kids were like hounding me all the time. When you go to crosswalk duty, when you crosswalk duty, I'm like, I, it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, go find me. But they were sad when I didn't bring my microphone. I'm like, sorry, I don't have time to edit this. But it was just, it's just fun doing like that kind of random stuff that I feel like is missing sometimes or like we don't do as many assemblies or, you know, just it's that stuff that makes school fun and memorable. So did you do anything else? Like any other segments that you loved? <sighs> we've done so many things. What else? I feel like we've been like we used last year as a kind of an experiment, like whatever we felt like trying we could, we would at least record and we would at least see what happens with it. And so I feel like coming back to school, there's just a lot of things that we're like, oh yeah, we did do that. That was awesome. (laughs) It's just uh, reminding ourselves of everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
the other day we were recording um, some teachers for it. It was we did whole groups of like grade levels because we only have two or three on per grade level. One. They are just like the kids when they record. They're all nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like, oh, I messed that up. I'm like, it's okay. Keep going. They're like, no. Um, two, I, we finished recording and then all of a sudden Becca was like, oh, we need our Would You Rather Wednesday. And my mind was blown. I was like, oh my gosh, we did so much. I forgot. <laughs> Another um, popular one is the bloopers. Mm-hmm. They get sad when there aren't any bloopers certain days, but. The bloopers are the hardest to edit, so. <laughs> but they yes. just love the bloopers. Well, and it's hard, too, because you don't want to encourage bloopers. Like, you have to do bloopers because sometimes some kids would say, I'm going to – you would hear them, I'm going to mess up on purpose to make sure it's a blooper. So, like, there's some groups you're like, hey, you need to calm down. Like, it's not about the <laughs> bloopers. It's about delivering the high-quality content and – but here and there, like if it pops up, I love the bloopers too. They're my absolute favorite. And I saved the first year I saved every single blooper and made an ultimate bloopers reel that was 20 minutes long mm, <laughs> and played it on the last week of school. And the kids had no idea I was doing this. This is what happens when you're the only editor. So I was able to save them all. But um, I think the segments are just like a fun way and in the workshop I'll be hosting, I actually um, have a growing list of different segments that um, people can grab on. So the link will be in the show notes for that workshop. But definitely, you guys will remember them too. I'll share it with you guys. You get it. You get in on this free. But everybody else, check out the link <laughs> link in the description. <laughs> I will say you and your resources were super useful when we first started to set up. Like it gave us a lot of confidence yeah. of like, okay, there's already something that we know for sure does work in a school environment. And it's similar to ours. Like we're in the same um, school district, but regardless, like it's very applicable to a broad range of like, okay, this is exactly how it goes. This is the order. This is smooth. And um, yeah, it definitely helped a lot. Just give us the confidence to actually start. Good. I'm so glad it was helpful. And yeah, I'm all about that. Try it out and then I'll share it with you guys. <laughs> so the same the same stuff is in the workshop. So I'm so glad that it worked for you too. Well, and Becca was just, because I hadn't met you yet, but Becca goes, I have a shared drive with my friend. She's amazing. She has everything here. I'll just share everything with yeah. you. <laughs> and so now whenever I go to my shared drives, it's like collaborators and it's the three yeah. of us every time yeah. I pull it up. You're like, it's all there. It's all saved. Well, I'm so glad it worked out well. And like, it was something that was repeatable, but you've obviously added your own twist and things that um, other people can do. And if someone like in a couple words or a sentence, if there was someone who was hesitant about starting their school-wide news, what advice would you give them? Start small, I would say. Start small and then get kids to do most of the work. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, I would say don't like, just, j- just do it. Um, <laughs> like it's okay to make little mistakes and it's, I mean, honestly, it's okay to make big mistakes. You might accidentally say somebody's birthday on the wrong name, mm-hmm. but at the, or at the end of the day, like creating that production with those students is giving them way more opportunity and, 
like student leadership and they get so excited. I couldn't imagine not having it just with how pumped those kids get. And I say, just go for it. Jump, jump in, start little, but jump in. And we had all different kinds of kids want to do it. Like, and we had kids who were struggling readers, but they wanted to perform and they learned those scripts Mm -hmm. and it helps their literacy. So if you're questioning if it's applicable to your standards, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I would totally agree. Oh, go for it. Sorry. Well, it's so personable. Like whatever you need to like exempl- like our school-wide goal last year was literacy. And we did really see that improve with what we were doing. Like we specific, like you can choose what you want to exemplify and like what you want to really hold the students accountable with. And there's just so much buy-in that it it really works. Well, I'm so glad that I had both of you hear your experience and just like getting behind the scenes. And I'm glad that you're going to be doing the school again and you already have ideas. You're probably going to jump off of this and think of like 5 million more things that you want to try. But Um, so all the places to reach out and connect with you, I'm going to put this in the show notes for everyone, but thank you so much again for sharing your experience. And it's just good for other teachers to hear that, um, it can be done. It's actually not that scary to pre-record your school-wide news. There's so many benefits to it and you guys are definitely a testament to that. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And for your help. And for your help. (laughs) Of course, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementary STEM Coach Podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, NaomiMeredith.com, to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.